Hello and welcome back to the Weekend Spread, the Scooter Pods Weekly Pick Show. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, we got Jameson Maxwell, Ty Lee, and the captain himself, Boat and Blake. Let's take a pardon me. Let's take a quick look at the uh, standings, real quick. Uh, in the lead, still Jameson with a, a 35-29 record. Wrong. Um, Say it again. 36 and 27. Don't give me Boat and Blake's record. Oh my god. I always mix you up. I always forget Blake is in the third column because it because of uh we started doing this uh before you came back. Yeah, sorry, 36 and 27 for uh Jameson, 35 29 for Boat and Blake, and then Ty and I are tied at uh 32 and 32. So Jameson, another week atop the standings. How you feeling? Um, I was one of the people last week that picked Oklahoma, so I kind of feel gross. Um, that was not a good pick. Obviously, my analysis was a little bit manipulated by the media that Oklahoma's football team was putting out throughout the week, making me believe that there was a chance Dylan Gabriel could play, but that wouldn't even have mattered. So, you know what? Who cares? We're doing well. I keep on putting out winning records every single week, 36 and 27. Man, what are the? I'm gonna look up the percentages on that because that's that's pretty nice and that's a good sample size. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's a pretty good record. But I will say, last week, uh, no one had a better record than Bowden Blake, who went seven and two. Uh, I believe that is the best weekly record of anybody on the show so far this week uh, this uh, season. Um, Blake, how you feeling? Seven and two feel feel pretty good. You've launched yourself into a competition with Jameson. So, uh, how you doing? Feeling great about the picks. If we uh, looked at the beginning of the season, kind of started from the doldrums, and now slowly making my way to the top, Jameson's given a good effort, and I'm fighting with him. But to be honest, I'm a little sad to be here today. Uh, like Ty, I usually have a certain hat on when I join this pod, supporting the Shield. But this week, decided not to wear the hat because there are two Power 5 teams out there that have gotten shut out of games this year. One of them being the former Scrappy Dogs in Georgia Tech, and the other one being, under the shield, the Oklahoma Sooners. What the heck? What? What? And so, the good thing is, boys, I came here to console you. I came here to give you some therapy because sure. I once supported a bad uh, team. I'm uh, The last like four or five years, I've been five and seven, six and six, seven and five. And I've come to give you some steps, maybe, to turn this around. I want to get the fans involved because, really, as I learned, it starts at the fan level. So I'm going to give you just a few steps, kind of like a 12-step program. I shortened it a little just to keep it because Bobby's going to run me off this. But number one, which y'all started to do, you want to do a fire chant. No, no, let him speak, Bobby. Do not yes. silence him. Do not do not silence, silence me. I didn't You're going to fire. Yes, uh, the host Ty muted was. me. Ty, was, Ty was everybody's the host. Ty Everyone knows I'm speaking in. the truth right now. Ty knows I'm speaking the truth. One, you're going to want to fire somebody or start the chant to fire somebody. I say choose the top person. That's where I looked like a fool with TCU. I went for the offensive coordinators. You want to go for the head coach's head immediately. So, Brett Venables, <laughs> you want him out of there. Two, 
You want to stop supporting okay. this team because the moment recruits see you in that stadium, they think you're a dumb football uh, football fan base. If you're going to those games, putting your butts in seats to watch you get blown out, you want to send a message immediately that you will not take this, Bobby. You will not be there to support them against Bobby Kansas. You will not set up that tailgate. And this is why TCU is a little boy program. I actually no. don't hate. I actually don't hate the steak so far. Well, I'm so and far so, the opposite. But let's go. No, so you don't want to support the program. Like recruits are going to think you're idiots if you're showing up to watch bad football. So three, if you get forced into a situation, say a significant other is, oh hey, I want to, I want to take you to the OU game. You can't get out of it. It really sucks. You got to go to that game. You're going to boo the crap out of the players whenever they make any bad play. You want to show that that things like 49 to 0 are not acceptable. Boo Jump passes children. for 5 Yes, you want to boo the children. Show it's not acceptable. That's going to really send the message to your AD and your boosters. They don't know what's going on. You have to send the message yourself. And finally, the last one. It's all about the future. We know recruiting college is a recruiting game. If you have some decommits, they do happen. You gotta tweet at them. You gotta be in their mentions <laughs> explaining exactly why they made the wrong choice going away from you. Say that you're gonna turn around the program. Say that everything's gonna be alright. Just come to our program. Explain that to them. They read all their tweets. You know that's gonna change their mind. Just keep on tweeting at the kids. That's what you need to do. 17-year-olds' minds, they don't know what's up. You gotta give them that information to make that decision. So tweet at them. Those are four easy steps. Four easy steps so use fans, and you're probably gonna have a winning team next year. Just take the steps. Is, is that what is that you what you did to get Ty. Is that what you <laughs> This is how Ty is radicalized. This is uh... No, I would never he lost me at the end, because I would never condone <laughs> anyone having a Twitter account or uh, using any sort of social media of the type. So Ty's more Ty's more a pull up to their house the and Ty is it. Not, Ty is like a like a bomb threat in the dorms type of guy. No, no, we've been over this, right? It's just, you just report them to to the IRS for tax fraud. That's all you got to do. There's like there's no way these kids are getting all this nil deals from all these random places, and their taxes are all checking out. So I support Amen. what what Blake said. You got to boo them, right? We booed our players last year. What happened? We put you in a got, better quarterback. Caleb Williams we got the dude is probably going to win the Heisman this year, or might, right? Because we booed. Have we not booed? That wouldn't happen. And, uh, I, you know, college football, it's all about the dinero. It's all about well, the money. It's a democratic process, right? Well, it's well, not Ty, about winning games. It's about the money. If we stop showing up to games when they're bad, yeah, that's we're voting that we don't like this team. So I, Ty, I like that take outside of whatever uh, the Twitter part was. Ty, also, you're forgetting that it is illegal to pay taxes if you're uh... – in your 20s you just do not pay taxes it, it, it uh the irs will penalize I've you if, any, if you pay a single tax they, they mm, blake and i are you. about to walk away with what is it 36 percent or something of the schooner pod uh earnings <laughs> if you keep talking like that not, not the irs the whatever the first. irs prize is for uh reporting something fair enough fair enough fair enough but uh all right back to the picks though great great steps uh blake thank you for uh, teaching OU fans of how, to, say how to be bad. All I say TCU's undefeated right now, Bobby. We're undefeated. How do you think we got there? It wasn't by showing up to the games. It's not by rooting for our coach. Well, okay. Well, that, for, for one, it <laughs> takes, it really takes a, it takes an immense amount of, uh, 
I don't know, TCU being good for y'all to show up to the games in the first place. You barely sold this one out, and I think it was actually Oklahoma State that might have done it for you. But hey, that's a that's another people want to watch Bobby ABC two thirty. All eyes on us come Saturday. No, no other think... game at two thirty. Not a single other game at two thirty. But anyways, no. so Ty, Ty, you and I are tied at the bottom uh, right now. We are we would both be doing the nine nine nine. Are you uh, are you feeling the pressure yet? Because I know I kind of am. No, not at all. Right, because I knew I, I made a statement with my OU pick. So I know once again, like I've been talking about all year, uh, five and five is is my floor. I knew that I could deviate from that uh, just a little bit to to make my OU pick. I, unlike Jameson, do not at all believe in Dylan Gabriel, and we're going to leave that at that uh, for the sake of of everyone's heart health on the podcast. But I knew what I was doing with that with that pick. I knew that we weren't going to cover, uh, let alone win. So I was not a, a, a uh, I didn't have the wool pulled over my eyes like Jamison did. Uh, so I'm, I'm not necessarily worried because in my mind, uh, I knew that I was taking an L there. And then we were all bamboozled by Bama and then uh, had that, that BYU one uh, went awry on me that was in retrospect pretty bad. But I, I stand with my other ones that, that uh, unfortunately didn't hit. K-State, Iowa State, that was just an atrocious uh, game Awful both those beat. teams should be in, in the yeah that was a big 10 game both those teams should be in the big 10 uh the Iowa way state's playing. really not that bad <sighs> where'd jameson oh. go jameson oh Lyle. god i i, have no I i'm getting used happened. to the new controls the the controls to <laughs> did you remove jameson <laughs> are are near the mute button now this is why i wanted my link bobby i don't want <laughs> okay, these types I of controls it. anyways um <laughs> oh god ah! anyways it. i uh yeah, I had a rough week, but uh, I'm I'm confident with where we all stand on the uh, on the podcast. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's uh, go ahead and get onto the picks. Uh, I'm not going to limit uh, Kentucky and Will Levis. That was BS. I'm still mad about it. Uh, BYU, obviously a bummer, and my Utah Utes—they just they keep letting me down. I think UCLA actually might be good though, so uh, that's tricky. But let's dive into our picks. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. As always, uh, they provide all of our lines. Great partner. So use promo code TPP and sign up for them today if you are in uh, one of the states where you can do that. So let's kick this thing off. It's the third Saturday of October. And you know what that means? It means Alabama, Tennessee, and a lot of people in crimson smoking a bunch of stogies in the stands usually. this uh, The Vols haven't won this game since 2006. But... Josh Heupel has those guys rolling. Hendon Hooker looks good. Uh, this is going to be an orange out. It is going to be a hopping atmosphere. Jamison, Alabama favored by seven and a half. Uh, do you think how how are you feeling about them? Do you think they uh, do you think they got this one on the road in Rocky Top? Honestly, you know Tennessee is going to put up a good game. I really do. Um, but seven and a half still is a little bit spooky for me. I would assume that Bryce Young is going to play. I thought he might last week, um, but it seems like he's practicing now. Um, with Bryce Young playing, I think they can get 10. I still think it's going to be close throughout the game, and with Tennessee being at home, you know that environment and anything can happen. And the way they played last week versus LSU was very impressive. I think Alabama just backdoor covers this, but I, I'm very unsure in this pick. Fair enough. Uh, Blake, who you feeling? 
Yeah, so this is a classic, like, Vegas hedge line. I think they have no idea what Bryce Young is going to be, uh, like, what his status is going to be. And looking at this, like, if Bryce Young's plays, a lot of people that I trust say this is going to be around a 10-11 line. And if not, it's going to be more like 2 or 3 for Alabama. So you're basically kind of betting on the value that you're going to get for this right now with whether you think Bryce Young's going to play. I... I'm just going to trust that Tennessee with this offense is something that Alabama hasn't been able to face this year, is going to put on a show there. The defense, what scares me is like Florida. Florida's bad. I'll admit that. Uh, Florida has been bad this year, and Florida put on an offensive display versus Tennessee, and that kind of worries me because if Bryce Young's playing for Alabama, they're going to light up this Tennessee defense, but there's... Obviously, some cracks that we saw uh, last week versus Texas A&M. I think some of them were due to turnovers, something that's probably not going to be replicated. But I just got to go Tennessee, hope Bryce Young doesn't play, and can get the back door. And just, I think the game that, I think in 15, 16 years, they haven't beaten Alabama. So I just feel like Tennessee at least can cover this number, if not win this game. Yeah, I th- that half point is really annoying here because I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I think it's going to be a good, good game, but here's my thing. I am, I'm not in the business of betting against Nick Saban, even though we saw what we saw last week. I feel like they just absolutely own, absolutely own Tennessee. They have a lease on Neyland stadium right now, and I don't see them letting that up. Um, genuinely, I, I feel like Alabama just completely just, it's, it's, it's unreal. The, just choke cold they have on this Tennessee program. Um, and frankly, I think they're they're good enough. They're confident. They're going to handle this Tennessee team uh, who I, I feel like they've done their best work against kind of mediocre teams. Um, I think they're a good team still, but I think Alabama's better. And I think they know how to win these damn games. So give me Alabama to cover seven and a half. I'm going to keep riding them on this game until they uh, prove me otherwise. Guy, who do you got? Yeah, I I think Bobby said it best. We're hearing about anytime you turn on the news nowadays, you're hearing about how the housing market is just atrocious because these hedge funds have gone and bought up all the, the housing available and they're trying to rent it out. And that's exactly what's happened here. The Crimson Tide are, they've come in, they bought out Tennessee and it's just a predatory situation that Tennessee's never going to recover from. I don't have any faith in the, uh, the Titans, the Orange Titans, to to win this one. A lot of things are pointing in their favor, right? This is seemingly their year. Tons and tons of hype from the Tennessee fan base, and I recognize that, but I looked into it too because, again, it was the Bryce Young question, and a lot of people will point to Texas and Texas A&M when it comes to this Alabama team. I think that Texas, like I said earlier in the week, and I think we will see throughout the year, maybe a little bit better than people are expecting based off whatever happened at Tech. And Jimbo Fisher has proven that he really has Nick Saban's number in some ways when it comes to to matching up against this Alabama team, especially when they're missing their their Heisman-winning starting quarterback. And then like Bobby, or I believe it was Bobby pointed out, some of the turnovers uh, that occurred in that Texas A&M game. I don't expect that to repeat. So I was really looking into this one uh, because I think it opened at, at seven actually or or something like that. But the Bryce Young question was the big question. And I looked into to the Nick Saban's comments, and he's not necessarily known to be a super, super trickster, 
Yeah, and he alluded to to uh, something along the lines of if he was potentially even an option last week in a really extreme situation, which I feel like maybe we saw a little bit and we didn't see him. So I don't know how truthful that was. Uh, but a lot of things are pointing to Bryce Young being back, maybe not 100%, but being back. And I think that's going to be enough to get Alabama over this minus seven and a half here. They actually, uh, pretty rare for Bama, got to ask Bryce Young about it and how he felt about coming into uh, into Rocky Top here. And he said, everyone's expecting it to be pretty rocky, but I'm out here looking for some top. So uh, I like Bama <laughs> minus seven and a half. Not sure, not sure where you got that quote from, but uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to our next game. It's big nude. It is the Penn State Nittany Lions heading to the big house to take on the Michigan Wolverines, uh, who are favored by seven. Um, Ty, we'll hit you back with it. Do you like Michigan here? They haven't really been tested this season. Uh, do you think they pass this test at home against uh, the Nittany Lions? Yeah, I don't like Penn State. Give me Michigan minus seven. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I uh, I hear it from a lot of Michigan people on my stuff with multiplicity. Uh, a lot of UM fans over there. But at the same time, I, I got to say, I really think that this Michigan team is is good. They're, um, J.J. McCarthy has been one of the most accurate uh, quarterbacks in the conference, not, not just the conference, but the in all of college football uh, since he won the starting job. Um and, you know, frankly, Penn State just doesn't play well on the road in these situations. They they get their upsets whenever they're at Beaver Stadium with the whiteout, all that going for them. I feel like Michigan is going to be uh, really locked in on this one and really trying to try to make a statement win here. I like Michigan minus seven. That feels very good, very comfortable to me. Blake? Yeah, I'm kind of in agreement with y'all. I'm going with Michigan here. Bobby pointed it out. James Franklin, as a road, uh, on the road, has been kind of basically a 500 coach since he's been at Penn State. Nothing too impressive that this team really thrives off of atmosphere in being in that home field. And I like what I've seen from Michigan this year. There's some things that are kind of concerning when you look at last week versus Indiana, but I can that off with their running back coach going down with, I believe, a seizure during the game. The Iowa game, Iowa just kind of mucks up games. And then Maryland being kind of an elite offense, which winning games against like a Maryland or somebody like that gives me a lot more hope for it than a team like Penn State that struggled with Northwestern. Like Northwestern is peak bad this year. It kind of shows really how horrendous Scott Frost was a coach at uh, Nebraska. Sorry to give kind of a side shot on that one, but uh, <laughs> Penn State really has a, besides that Auburn game, I really haven't been too impressed by them this year. Um, Sean Clifford, that worries me a little bit. I will say he could kill Penn State, but he could be in that game-winning drive that gets them the cover come Saturday. That's always something you have to think of because that man just shows up in the random big moments and can cash covers. But I'm going to go with the more sure thing. Give me Michigan. Fair enough. Uh, Jameson, who you got? This would have been my wild card if this wasn't on our slate. I feel really good about Michigan here. Uh, like Blake said, Penn State put an absolute stinker versus Northwestern. Northwestern's not that good of a football team, guys. Like, come on. It's just because everyone had their eyes on them in that Nebraska game, and we thought that they were something. No, it's just the same old Northwestern of the past couple of years. Michigan's got some really good players. I Bobby talked about J.J. McCarthy, honestly, a guy that thought was going to be a 50-50 quarterback with his, um, where he was going to play half the time. Now he's looking like the for-sure guy. 
Blake Corum is a really good running back too. I think that they can get a lead and they can keep it at home, run Blake Corum down Penn State's throat and cover easily. Yeah, I, I think I think Bobby needs to change his mute settings as well. Fair enough. <laughs> is... uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Fair enough. Let's move on to our next game. Uh, I've had this the, one circled for a Sooners while. Sooners got him rattled. <laughs> Maybe I guess, I, I guess so. Our next game, we've got the uh, USC Trojans. First appearance on the weekend spread since, uh, you know, what happened happened. Uh, taking on the Utah Utes uh, in Salt Lake City. Uh, the Utes favored by Tree Fitty, uh, despite the fact that they are lower ranked, two losses, etc., Jameson, do you think, uh, do you think Utah, um, you think, well, what's, what's going on here? Do you think they're, they're, they're going to bounce back from their loss to uh, the Bruins last week? I think the popular pick here is going to pick USC because they look the sexiest. They've got a lot of the news coverage on them and everything, but I feel like Utah at home is a much different team um, than they are on the road. Um, I think that this isn't as easy as a pick as everyone thinks it's going to be. I'm still picking USC plus three and a half to keep it close. I think it's going to be an electric game, but I don't think this is as easy as a lot of people might be thinking of just picking the hot team of USC. Fair enough. Uh, Blake, who you got? This game scares the living hell out of me. And you got one team on one side. You got Utah preseason Pac-12 favorite or like co-favorite. Honestly, I thought it was going to be a dark horse for the college football playoff, and really, they've played absolutely nobody except UCLA and Florida, and got, like, defensively, their defense got destroyed in both of those games. Like, DTR embarrassed them last week, uh, and then on the other side, I get USC. Really, really, really high-flying offense, but I will say this. I've done a lot of OU bashing this podcast. Caleb Williams is, like, just eh these past few weeks like he hasn't really been something stellar uh just i test watching him like he's not he's not a heisman level quarterback this year and he's gonna like he's a really really great college quarterback but not heisman level whatsoever but i'm gonna go with this numbers fishy and last week i kind of relied on it and i'm gonna do it again i'm gonna go utah i like that home atmosphere i like the fact that it's gonna be an altitude I just feel like Utah has something there. Their defense hasn't shown up. Their offense really hasn't been clicking all too much. Like, I get that they were kind of moving the ball against UCLA last week, but what I saw from Cam Rising last year was incredible, and I really haven't seen that this year. I'm just waiting for that to happen. USC really hasn't played anybody, so I'm just hoping rubber meets the road here and Utah Utes can win this game uh, just so I can get a little bit uh, little bit of drama in that Pac-12 race. So give me Utah. Yeah, I've, I've, like I mentioned in the lead up to this game, I've been salivating looking forward to this one because I feel like Utah is like an antithesis to what Lincoln Riley's USC is. You know, they have a guy who's been around forever. They're meat and potatoes. They just get the job done. Um, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely cracking. Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City always goes a little bit crazy. Um, and not only that, but Caleb Williams, awful on the road. He's only two and two, and the two wins were, I believe, uh, Kansas, where he had to literally just grab the ball out of his uh, teammate's hand to win, and um, Oregon State, where he was this close to losing uh, on that fourth on that fourth down conversion. The other two, Baylor, where he was atrocious, and Oklahoma State, where he was okay outside of that one run. 
Uh, I, I get being nervous about Utah. They've looked really bad away from home. Uh, or maybe not, maybe not really bad, but they, they've struggled to, to, to play good teams on the road. Um, but this is at home. This, this atmosphere is going to be absolutely popping. I think Utah has the edge here. USC continuously will take an inferior opponent, mess with, mess around with them, and then just kind of separate at halftime. Uh, so to me, I, I, I'm so out on USC here. I think this is where you you finally start to see some of the cracks showing uh, that I think we all anticipated being there, but haven't showed up yet. So give me Utah minus three and a half. Ty? Yeah, I don't I don't understand uh, taking Utah in this one, right? This, this is a Utah team that we saw. Again, it has to continually be brought up because it was just ridiculously silly and it worked. AR-15, or Anthony Richardson, Florida's quarterback, did a 360 no-look jump pass on this Utah defense, and it worked. (laughs) And DTR went and had a performance against this Utah defense. And now, (laughs) you guys, you guys as in Blake specifically, are going to sit here and say, the current number two odds for the Heisman is not a Heisman candidate, and that he's going to underperform against this team. Anthony Richardson is so not good at football, he makes Dylan Gabriel look like Dylan Gabriel is the Einstein of football IQ. Give me (laughs) the Trojans. They're not even favored in this one. Are you kidding me? This is Utah. I understand it's, oh, it's a tough place to play. It gets rowdy. The USC players' commutes in LA are worse than what they're going to (laughs) face in Utah. This is the safest place some of them have ever been in their lives if they're from Southern California. Give me the Trojans plus three and a half. Are you kidding? I I do not understand how someone can be both an Anthony Richardson stan and also think that this Utah team is going to be better than Caleb Williams and USC. They played nobody, Paul. They played nobody. They played nobody. I understand they have not played anyone. They're not even the favorites, though. They are the underdogs in this one. I th- yes, I because they haven't proven strong. anything. They don't separate from teams. They like they literally diddle around for one half they, of the okay, football game. You a, can't I, do that I, against I an experienced I understand Utah team. that, but they don't have to. That that's in their wins. All they have to do is lose by less than four points. Give me I the mean, truth. This is fair enough. Fair enough, man. <laughs> Everyone can make their own picks here, but uh, yeah, we're split. I love a good split. So let's move on to a game that is surprisingly really good. Uh, the NC State Wild, wait, the, the Wolf Pack. I, I almost called them the Wild Pack. Oh. Rough. Uh, they had a, they had the Syracuse to the formerly known artist, formerly known as the Carrier Dome. Wait, is it on. not the Carrier Dome? Dome I, I'm pretty sure they changed the name from the Carrier Dome, which is really sad. Uh, but uh, they go to take on Syracuse, who's favored by Tree Pity as well. The Syracuse team has surprised a lot, uh, but you know, I don't know how we feel about this three and a half point spread, Ty. It's a little wonky. I don't know anything about either of these teams, I just tried to look it up real quick, and uh, all I learned in my research is that the Carrier Dome, as of April 29th of last year, has air conditioning. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Give me Syracuse minus tree fitty. That that's a big weather proponent, Bobby. How are you going to um, react with that news now? Well, it's now called the JM JMA wireless dome, which is atrocious. I hate that. I hate that with every fiber of my being. 
And because of that, I like NC State to go on the road and beat Syracuse. They've looked good at times, but I've also seen them be a little bit shaky. And also I have a little bit of a uh, vendetta against them because they uh, blew a cover to uh, Virginia a couple weeks ago, and it made me really mad. So, uh, yeah, give me the wolf back here. So y'all must have not watched a lot of ACC football last week because no. the NC State football team does not have their starting quarterback in Devin Leary. They have gone to this man named Jack Chambers who ran basically a wildcat the entire time and threw one pass and I'm looking at their leading passing totals this year and he doesn't crack the top five because it went for negative yards. This team is so one-dimensional now. I know they're, they have a good defense but nc state without devin leary is screwed that's why you're seeing such a like why you're seeing syracuse be favored in this game syracuse i will say i was on syracuse versus that uva game really mad but garrett schrader in this offense has been ripping people apart that's the one good thing maybe not to syracuse they did it to purdue they did it to louisville they've done it several times this year and they also have a guy named sean tucker who is their running back who tweets a review about his performance after every single game he gives a stat line and his thoughts on his own performance they are some of the best magic johnson style tweets i've ever seen I have to back the orange here. I'm not going to watch that ugly NC State offense, which was archaic with a good guy like Devin Leary, come out with Jack Chambers, who's only threw one pass last week. Give me the orange. I just accidentally picked the OU of the ACC. I, I love that for me. Uh, Jameson, who do you like here? See, at first thought, I think those sharp teefers on the NC State mascot might be able to pierce that orange boy mascot that Syracuse has. Um, but like Blake said, you know, without Leary, it's just really hard to back him up. I understand there's some coach speak going around, like, you know, there's no timetable and we, he's, his kind of shoulder condition is a little bit, you know, different than your normal shoulder condition. I think they have a bye week next week. And just what you know, with these kind of injuries, even if it's short term, I understand it's kind of a, you know, college football's you have to win every single week, but you typically want to give your guy a full two weeks rest where you only have to miss one game kind of situation. If it was a short term, I don't think he plays. I'm going Syracuse minus three and a half. All right. All right. Uh, looks like I'm an Island boy with, uh, <laughs> with the wolf pack, but that's, that's okay. I'll, I'll go with that. But anyways, let's move on to our next matchup. We have the Mississippi state bulldogs heading to Lexington to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Mississippi State has looked really pretty dang good. A team I uh, will hand up. I faded in the preseason. That was a dumb idea. They look great. Uh, but uh, they're, they're facing a Kentucky team that I believe will not have Will Levis. It's kind of up in the air. Um, this line is has dipped pretty sharply from seven to four and a half. Uh, Jameson, do you think... Uh, what, what do you think? Do you think Will Levis might play here? What, what what are your thought process on your on this pick? So if he has turf toe and it wasn't the surgical kind of turf toe, it's going to be extremely painful still. And if you guys remember a couple years ago in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes had that toe injury, and it felt like every single step he took during the games it was a limp. He's not going to be feeling comfortable if he had a little extra kind of padding cover in his shoe to play this game. It does not look pretty. 
after losing by 10 points at home to South Carolina. Let me repeat that. South Carolina, that's looked absolutely embarrassing so far this year, um, even though a lot of people were hyping them up. And Mississippi State has done nothing so far this year for me to doubt them. I'm going to go Mississippi State here. All right, fair enough. Blake, uh, you've been pretty out on Kentucky, and, uh, well, they sure gave it to you last week in terms of uh, failing. Do you think that uh, train continues this week? I told you, Bobby, Kentucky a whole bunch of bums, and then Will <laughs> Levis doesn't play, and you get obliterated. And because of that, I placed a nice little sweet, tasty treat of over a plus 200 money line bet on South Carolina to win that game. Easiest cash of the year, because I told you, Kentucky a whole bunch of bums. I don't care if Will Levis is playing this game. I don't care if the backup is playing this game. There's no way I'm backing this Kentucky team, because they're really not that good. A lot of preseason hype, a lot of casual hype. They want to see this Mark Stoops team that did good last year. They look at the mock drafts. They see Will Levis in the first round. They're like, oh, this Kentucky team must be good. No, they're trash. They're boring. Don't watch their games. Don't give them that support. Will <laughs> Rogers, the airport. I'm all on Mississippi State right here. But I will bring up ESPN. Stop baiting uh, Mike Leach into canned responses about random topics Amen. it was so much cooler when he went to the podium and would just like go on a weird tangent when you asked him like what this one corner why was he able to shut down a receiver that's what made mike leach mike leach and now espn is like baiting him like oh you have some coffee there mike leach what's your thoughts on coffee oh i'm getting married this weekend what's your thoughts on marriage it's like stop stop it it's not cool i see through your lies espn just like i always have <laughs> Give me, I see frauds for what they are, University in Kentucky and ESPN, the International Sports Network or whatever it stands for. Give me the Mississippi State Bulldogs. At Marty. We're gonna at them. Marty. Give him that at yeah, time. at Marty. And also, it's Marty Smith. Like, how does this man have a job? He's basically a Bush Light version of Dale Earnhardt. And they're like, if we just sub him in, he's just like, he's a good old Southern boy. What the heck does he do? He doesn't do crap. He adds nothing to the actual broadcast. This is why ESPN should not be in charge of college football. They're not good at it. Just like college basketball, just like any of the sports they control. They do have Monday Night Football correct this year. I do like some Joe Buck and some Troy Aikman. But that's that's about it. That's about it. ESPN Plus. I do like that because I can watch. I can watch some nasty West Coast basketball games <laughs> oh, at eleven o'clock oh, at night. Like, what have you done? You've segmented right into I, Bobby. I just, he's, I do, he's pro ESPN Plus. I love it. Before Bobby takes it, I do want to just mention real quick that Blake believes that the E and ESPN stands for international, which is just <laughs> <a> tremendous <laughs> international. God only knows with that like, company. Oh what? Do you have a statement on your response to Ty's claim? No, they're just... No, that, he said it. See, he said ESPN, International... Yeah, and that's, that's the type of logic that that company will give you about these types of things. Like, they just expect you to be an idiot and just to eat from your hand. Oh, little sheep, come here. Come eat. Oh, the feed, here it is. No, I don't... I, I do not support the ESPN overlords. I know they control the sport. I know they dictate everything, but I will not eat from your hand like a... <laughs> effing sheep okay that's all i gotta say <laughs> oh my god all right we gotta move on um i'm going with mississippi state here i i can i can see that kentucky's a lost cause levis or no levis uh i'm i'm willing to admit when i'm wrong they're just they they they, they kind of stink so uh give me give me uh the pirate mississippi state here ty who you got <laughs> 
Yeah, so this one, the uh, Mississippi State Airport quarterback, uh, Blake mentioned that already. Uh, Will Rogers is their is their quarterback, uh, which is a, a I don't know why you'd name someone after an airport, but whatever. Um, Kentucky, their quarterback out with turf toe. Here's the thing, right? What do you know Kentucky for, right? Their field is turf, but what is Kentucky? It's it's literally known for grass. One of the things Kentucky is known for horse racing terrible fried chicken and grass Kentucky blue like they can't even they don't have a grass field are you kidding me they deserve their quarterback being out Mark Stoops did say this morning I apparently was the only one that did research on this he straight up said unless something else happens Will Levis will be healthy this weekend and he is practicing right so uh, we've had all this ambiguity around quarterbacks uh, recovering and and whatnot we have a straight up statement today from Mark Stoops saying that Will Levis will uh, be healthy this weekend. Is, does that mean he's going to play? I don't know. But if he's healthy and not playing, then I don't know what's going on. With all that being said, uh, I don't really have a, a big direction in this one. I had Kentucky uh, in my in my notes, but that was uh, on a different line. This one has moved a little bit, so I'm not really sure how to feel. Uh, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go Mississippi State. Minus four and a half here. I like I like Michael Leach and airport quarterback, even though it's on the road. Hey, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, wow, what what a pick, what a pick. I love it. So everyone sweeps for the pirate. Love to. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Look, check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN, only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Anyways, let's move on. Thursday night game. It is the Baylor Bears heading to Morgantown to face the West Virginia Mountaineers, favored by three and a half. Again, there's that number. Uh, Ty, who do you like here? Dub Bears. Fair enough. Good insight. Um, look, I've faded West Virginia over and over and over again on these like weird night games because I don't like West Virginia. I feel like they're not very great. I feel like they're kind of fraudy. But at the same time, I'm not going to make that say th- this might be a, a, this is a literal gambler's fallacy issue. I'm going to go with West Virginia here at home. This is a bit of a weird trip to make, uh, you know, Waco to uh, Morgantown, a little tricky. I feel like they'll have that energy behind them. And they're just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like West Virginia, you know, weekdays, it just makes sense. So give me the Mountaineers here. 
it does scare me, like, a Thursday night in Morgantown, like, that's some place you never want to be, just even just any game in Morgantown is always going to be difficult, but C.J. Donaldson being out for West Virginia is honestly a killer, in my opinion, that's the one thing I think that West Virginia has done well this season is running, and uh, which is kind of surprising. You bring in Graham Harrell, you bring in JT Daniels, you want to throw the ball, and really what they are is a really good running team. So missing your starting running back, and you saw kind of a rushing performance against Texas, not very good. I just can't see West Virginia putting up enough points against, I think, a fundamentally sound Baylor team. It's not the one we saw last year. It's not going to be a bottom-of-the-league team. It's going to be probably pretty league average by the end. But uh, Blake Shapin, Dave Aranda, I like that a little bit more with West Virginia injuries to get it done. So give me Baylor in the points. Fair enough. Jameson, who you like? So I have been a supporter of West Virginia this year. I've picked them on these Thursday night games to cover, and I've been pretty successful with it. I feel like that's one of my kind of reasons I've kind of distanced away from y'all because y'all seem to have been fading them the Virginia Tech game, and and I guess the Pittsburgh was a push, but still. Um, I'm about to sell my stock high, and I'm going to hop off and let Bobby burn, and I'm going to take Baylor in this one. I think West Virginia has got a lot of spunk to them, and I would like to say a positive thing before I sell high. I really like Bryce Ford Wheaton, their wide receiver. I think he's extremely talented. He's one of those guys that will probably sneak around in the draft process, go like sixth round or something, and someone's going to get a really nice player. I love what I've seen from him in the past games. I just think Baylor's just too solid of a football team. They aren't, like I said earlier about the sexy team of USC, they're the opposite of that. They're not sexy, but they get the job done. I think Baylor goes and wins this by seven. Fair enough. Jamison is right. That man's a dude. And like seeing that pit, like West Virginia game at the start of the season, he is their only option to score points when it comes to the receiving game. Like he is a ball hawk. I love him, but in agreement. So I like Jamison's analysis there. Mm -hmm. Cool. Moving on to there to the next game, the Iowa State Cyclones heading to Austin to take on the Texas Longhorns, who are vitalized by Quinn Ewers' return and uh, you know the proud new owners of a golden hat uh, via a forty-nine to nothing drubbing of the Oklahoma Sooners. Jameson, do you think Texas continues their winning ways and uh, gets a big, big win over Iowa State at home here? Yeah, I think they went, but 17, like that is a lot of points, like a lot, a lot of points. And I understand the media is going to take this like, oh, Texas just blew out Oklahoma 49 to zero. But this Oklahoma defense has so many flaws where they just can't do anything right. And I feel like they're giving Texas way too much credit for that. You do not see what TCU did to him as well. Like this is a fundamental Oklahoma problem. That Texas is still a good football team, but that big win was more Oklahoma than Texas. I still think Texas is a good football team, but not 17 points versus Iowa State. Iowa State keeps things dirty. They keep things close. That's what they've done this year, keep things low scoring. I don't think Texas can score enough points to cover by 17. Blake? I don't know. This game gives is giving me the fits this week because I was all aboard the Iowa State is not that bad train uh, just because I do think they have a good defense. Like, we kind of saw they were, they bended a good amount last week. Like, not as much, like, 
Kent State wasn't running all over them, but they didn't break. Like, that was the good thing. Like, they kept themselves in the cover town, but it is concerning to me that, like, Matt, uh, not Matt Rule, God, I got Matt Rule on the brain, uh, Matt <laughs> Campbell, uh, can't, like, it can't seem to win games this year, even though he's keeping his team competitive. That's a little concerning to me. Do I jump off the bandwagon now? No, I don't. Iowa State really isn't that bad. I think there he goes, the, offense, <laughs> the, the offense might have stalled. Like, they can't run the ball, which has, like, kind of been their staple for the last few years. But their defense is keeping them in games. Like, 17 points is a lot of points. Iowa State is not that bad. TCU's going to lose to Iowa State, and then that's going to be a really big kicker. But we God, will, you we are will... the biggest hedger, and you always no, it's the just... about hedging. My God, you always say, "Oh, here we go. We're gonna lose now." You do, you do this emotional hedging all the time. Quit. No, Be confident just... in your team. Be confident in your team right now. I am not. Are... I was, I was on the six and six train starting oh. the year. I'm not very confident. I'm enjoying hedge. the ride. I'm enjoying the ride, but like a roller, like a really crappy roller coaster, the little harness can fly off at any point. Like I just have to accept that that I could not make it to the end of this ride, and like I just accepted that. Iowa State's really not that bad. I'm gonna, I'm going to, okay. I guess, go to my grave saying that because they aren't that bad. They could beat my team probably. Like they have a really good, like good defense. You know, if if Hunter Deckers or whatever his name is moves the ball around a little, but. I like Iowa State here. Too many points. I, I'm I'm with y'all. Too many points. Uh, Iowa State's losses were seven to Baylor, uh, three to Kansas on the road, and one to uh, K State on a game-winning field goal. So it's they they keep things mucky. They keep things sloppy. I don't think they're good, but. I, I think they're 17 point cover good. Uh, they've given Texas fits in the past. Uh, Jameson hit it completely, just right on the head. The media, uh, everybody is all like, oh, could Texas make the playoff after what we saw in Red River? N- no. No. Yes, they can. I will say this. No, Texas can't. is really good. They can't actually make the playoff, but they are a playoff caliber team. Like, one that if you are a Texas fan and you win out and don't make it, you're like, the 12-team playoff would have been really interesting with Texas as, like, a five seed. Are they going to win the Big I, 12? Do you think they're going to win the Big 12? I think they're going to be there in Arlington. He's going to hedge. He's, he's I think they're going to be there in Arlington. I, I think... I think- Blake's take there. They're going to be okay. They're going to be there in Arlington. It has some merit if it's if Bama makes the playoff and then Bama just stomps someone. I think Texas fans could maybe point to that that one loss if Texas wins out. But I I think that's an absurd take. No, I don't say they're going to make a playoff, but I think they are a playoff caliber team. But the, what what does it matter if you're a playoff caliber team and you have two losses? It just because you can out. still boat race. You could boat race the entire conference. That's what I'm worried about. Like I don't Texas think they can is going to be. Them. I think Texas is going to be there in Arlington come December. Like they have one. They have one Big Twelve loss versus a team that's not in the race at all. Okay, well th- that's that's a totally different conversation. I, I, I there's a difference between they're a playoff caliber team and they will make the Big Twelve championship. Like I, I, I think, yeah, I think those... that's a fair take, but like, I don't think they're remotely close to some of the teams we've seen so far in college football. I think Michigan would kick the crap out of them. I think I don't I think know we'll... about that. They struggled against a Maryland team with a significantly less dynamic offense than mm-hmm. Texas. They wouldn't like, kick the crap out of them. It'd be, I don't think I... kick the crap out of them. Okay. I, Maybe... I, it's, it, I, I say this, I say this. 
with the most personal disrespect possible. As a TCU and Baylor fan, you should know that winning the Big 12 does not get you into the playoff. I know that. I'm not saying they're going to get into the playoff, but they're a playoff caliber team. I think Quinn Ewers is a top three quarterback in the nation right now. Like I think he's really wow. that good. Wow. That's, wow. Like, that is, that is insane. Yeah, he threw an interception insane. to Oklahoma. <laughs> no, like he blamed that one on on the uh the the cam, like the aerial cam cord. But he's no, fantastic. I, he was Do very nice. He was good. And he was good the... against Bama. He was shredding them for like two drives. So was whoever played yes. for A and M too. So Trevor, it's just it's it, it was two drives. Yeah, he looked great those two scripted drives, and we'll, unfortunately, we'll never know. What happened? What would have happened? They probably would have won that Hudson, game. Hudson Card oh, better just than... fine against Alabama. No, he wasn't. He couldn't pass the ball. Yeah, he, they it almost won. It was. Yeah, they almost it won. Was... That's the point, Bobby. That's you going right card. into. That's going right into my. Card. That's going right into my bucket, Bobby. Hudson Card couldn't move the ball through the passing game. Texas didn't keep that close because of their offense. It was because of their defense. Yeah. So, like, yeah. It's like not, if anything, it's not a Hudson Card thing. And Quinn Ewers had a good start to it, and he had a couple of good throws. But you know, you can't say top three quarterback in this dude to play. I'm going. I'm going there. I'm going there. You think okay, Hendon Hooker or um, um, him having a better season? I'm at Quinn Ewers. Um, Okay, he hasn't played that much. That's why what are you talking that's about. That's the upside. Okay. The Hinden upside is number three. All right. Hendon Hooker's number three. It's not even a conversation for me, but we Ty, can move who do on. you got? Ty, who do you got? I don't even I, I don't even want to say it because I know it's gonna trigger. I have I'll just keep it short. I like the horns in this one because like we said, I kind of want to switch now. Baylor, I feel like Baylor, I got backed into a, a corner, and no, I want to switch. You can do it. You, you, you made this decision completely yeah. on your own before we started. Let, so, like, let, damn it. let me let me finish. Let me finish my. You have a mulligan, thought, Blake. You, you do have a mulligan, but let me finish, and I'll let you decide if you want to use it or not. Right. So, like we talked about, I, Iowa State. I understand they're better than everyone expected, but no one was really expecting a lot from them, and I think that Texas is 10 points better than Baylor. I know that's the worst way to compare this and to look at this, but I have been saying all week, I, I'm not trying to buy into or agree with anything that Blake just said because it was absurd, but I think Texas is a better team than people realize. I really think that Texas Tech game is just going to be inexplicable. That's their mulligan for the year. Uh, I think we're going to continue to see a really good team. I think Texas is 10 points better than Baylor, and that's 17. And uh, Baylor beat Iowa State by seven. So uh, Iowa State has not faced anyone anywhere close to this Texas team. I don't think that this Texas team, just to be clear, is a playoff caliber team at all. But this Texas team does have playoff caliber talent. And that's not specific to Ewers. I don't even think he's the best player on the offense. And I think you don't have to read into that too far uh, to see it. But the fact that Texas has... A tremendous run game, a tremendous pass game. I looked at the heights because Texas's receivers just look giant compared to our secondary in this game. They're going to look just as giant compared to Iowa State's secondary. I don't think Texas is going to have any trouble passing. I don't think they're going to have any trouble running if you have a realistic understanding of what running is in a Power 5 game. Are they going to put up 400 yards of rushing? No, but uh, I think they may have a 200-yard rush game and texas has a solid defense don't look at anything from that ou game 
but go look at what they did against Alabama, like when you pointed out. I like Texas minus 17 in this one. Okay, so Ty is an islanded boy for the horns here. Unless uh, Blake wants to change his mind, which he can. He has a mulligan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it. Neutral force versus a what is it? I always butcher this one. It's a, it's an unstoppable object versus an immovable force. Yep. So, yeah. Moving on, we we might just get a push, and it won't even matter. (laughs) Fair enough. Moving on, we have the Oklahoma State Cowboys heading to Funky Town, Fort Worth, to take on the TCU Horned Frogs. So, uh, Ty, who do you like here? Do you like the uh, spiky lizards by three and a half here, or do you like the pokes? I like the Cowboys in this one. I got to say, the, the uh, it's it's super, super fun to ride the carousel, but the carousel eventually stops, and you got to get off and go back to the beginning of the line to use a carousel analogy if any of our listeners have ever ridden a carousel. I have. You can tell by my analogies. Congrats. Uh, I like likes. the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys in this one. Uh, I just, I got a feeling about them. I, I just feel like they're going to, well, I don't know. I don't know about winning, but I like, I like the Cowboys plus tree fitty against the purple toads. <laughs> purple toad. Um, man, this is a tough one. I, I, I think this is going to be a great watch. I'm really excited for it. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't have a very good play on this at all because Oklahoma State for all of their flaws that I saw coming into the season they've just they they've just scrapped they've survived they've you know found a way to win against uh, Baylor and Texas Tech but I don't know I've been really impressed with TCU they feel like they're they're a team that can go in and just really win games I like their offense a lot I I feel like the, that weakness that we've seen that that we've known that uh, OSU's defense would have is going to finally start showing against, uh, you know, uh, Sonny Dykes and that awesome uh, TCU offense. Uh, they gave up 31 points to Texas Tech in a backup, uh, gave up 25 to a eh, not great Baylor t- uh, offense. I feel like this is the, I think feel like this is the time it, the dam finally breaks for the Cowboys. Uh, I think the frogs at home minus three and a half. I hate the hook. But I like I like TCU here. This is a coin flip to me. Very tough call. Very very tough call. Um, potentially game of the uh, season in the Big Twelve. That that's how how good I'm expecting this game to be. Like, you know who I'm back in. It always was the frogs, and always will be the frogs because we've covered the spread every single game this year, which is just such a glorious thing to say. Usually, I bet all of our games, and we lose, and I lose my bet, so I'm double <laughs> sad. But this year has been awesome, and really, what this game comes down to is both offenses are very potent. I think in their own ways, but very potent. But you look at the defenses. And if you look at just the straight box scores, your straight scores that you're getting from these games, they look pretty equal. But I thought TCU did an incredible job last week in that first half, not allowing Kansas to score points with a Kansas offense that I think is significantly more trickier than OSU. I think this game is definitely going to be close, but this, like, not rivalry, but this series has been dominated by the home team. If you look back for like the last five or six years, it has been won by the home team, even with how bad TCU has been uh, some of those years. I just really, like, 
it's wild the transformation that the frogs have had this year and i have not expected i'm waiting for the wheels to fall off but just seeing what i saw last weekend versus a really good kansas squad i have all the hope in the world so i'm going with the frogs here i think win by seven it's gonna be a shootout though i know it's gonna be that jameson do y'all see how earlier, maybe about five minutes ago, Blake's talking about how he doesn't feel as good in TCU as everyone thinks that he does, and they're going to lose to Iowa State. And then he goes, well, it's got to be the Frogs here. They're going to beat OSU by a touchdown. Yeah, because, like, okay, he's... yeah, because the because OSU has no defense. Iowa State has a great defense. Texas has a <laughs> fantastic quarterback. I'm like, of the, of the teams that I'm worried about in my schedule, like, OSU's probably second or third. Like, they're second or third. They have no defense. Like, that's good that we can at least score points on them. Like, that's a good feeling. Okay, that was funny. Okay, I just had to say it. Okay, here's my thing. I told y'all at the beginning of the season I was low on OSU. I didn't think they were going to be as good as people thought um, this year. And they're starting to do really well. I kind of did a hedge, and I proclaimed it as a hedge, as I picked them to beat Baylor, as y'all all picked the Bears. And I was correct with that. But now again, once again, like I've done earlier in this episode, I'm hopping off the Oklahoma State very temporary bandwagon, hopping on TCU. What Oklahoma State did versus Texas Tech last week scares me. Not a lot of people will kind of bat an eye at it because I don't think many people were watching, um, even though people thought they were going to be a pretty big matchup to watch on social media. But that's another point. Um, but Texas Tech was winning at halftime, and I feel like Oklahoma State really had to scrap it in the fourth quarter to cover that. Um, I like TCU here. They have just as good of an offense as Oklahoma State, and that is an extreme compliment to TCU's football team. But like Blake said, the defense is the big thing here, and I think that TCU wins by seven as well. Fair enough. Uh, Ty is an island boy with the pokes. The rest of us on the Horn Frogs. Next for the game of the week, the game everybody's excited for. I don't even have enthusiasm for this. I can't even joke. Joke. I can't even joke with it anymore. The Kansas Jayhawks head to Norman to take on the Oklahoma Sooners, the anthracite-clad uh, Oklahoma Sooners, uh, in a what feels like a potential rock-bottom moment for OU if this doesn't go well in Norman. Um, Sooners, uh, I think for some of us, inexplicably favored by nine. This line is bumped up after the um, after uh, Dylan Gabriel. I don't know. There's some news that he might come play. Who Who knows at this point? Jameson, let's just, he's, he's going to play. Jameson, do you think that makes the difference? And do you think uh, OU can not only win, but get a, a pretty dang good win against a really good Kansas team? This line has been weird. It opened up around, I think, like seven, then hopped up to like nine, nine and a half, went all the way down to six and a half, I believe. Is at nine now? Guys, I think I heard Blake say Jason Bean is just as potent of a quarterback as Jalen Daniels. And I laughed. Here's my thing. I would love to put Kansas here. And I've thought about it. I really think this game's going to be close. I really, I really do. But Jason Bean is so prone to error. And I understand he's got a lot to him. But that's what the kind of quarterback we want to play against as a team like Oklahoma. We're probably going to put in more base defense, very conservative measures on the defense like we played versus Kent State and UTEP, dumb it down again. And we need a quarterback like Jason Bean that can throw an interception, do something stupid to help us rebuild our confidence as a defense. 
I understand we're a little banged up, moving Woody Washington to safety, having to play Trey Morris in a corner. I understand that, but I just don't believe in Jason Bean. I understand I was a Bean man last year, but I got to watch him with a very close microscope throughout all of last season. He's got some firepower to him, but he's not Jalen Daniels. He's not not that at all. I don't care if you put four touchdowns on TCU's defense last week. Give me OU to cover, and I know I'm not picking because of Oklahoma. I'm picking because I think people are overhyping Jason Bean and what he can do with this Kansas offense. It's oh, not the stop same it! Kansas. Stop it! You can't be <laughs> tweeting the man Jason Bean and then turning the moment where he has his biggest spotlight on him, stabbing him in the back and saying he's not good enough. Jason Bean last week, because I know you're at the OU Texas game and weren't watching this TCU game. Like, sure, you can talk about Jason Bean's limitations, but let me tell you this. Lance Leipold's scheme this year is absolutely fantastic on offense that he doesn't have to hit contested throws. That's the great part about it. They run so many mesh concepts and stuff over the middle that defenders are literally lighting with one another and people are just open like that's what's so great about Lance Leipold is he doesn't need that offensive advantage or like that talent advantage in order to win games nine points is insane it is insane for this Kansas team I know they have no offense but like damn like oh you hasn't moved the ball in forever like it's been since k-state since they've been able to move the ball competently for more than a quarter and so that might trigger bobby but uh look like k i'm i'm back in kansas here this is ridiculous like jason bean looked fantastic last week and it's not because they're having to rely on jason b to make plays it's because the schematics are so damn good that ku receivers and tight ends are just open he just has to hit an open guy, and that's what you have to watch about Kansas football this year. Is like, they're not beating you because of Jalen Daniels. They're not beating you because they have some overwhelming talent advantage. They're just schematically incredible on offense, and that's why even if Lance Leipold goes, you got to hire that offensive coordinator that they have there, Lance Leipold, second-hand man, and keep running this scheme because, honestly, it's working to perfection for Kansas. They stay in games. They're competitive. Give me the Jayhawks. This is insane that Jameson's given up on the Bean Man when the Bean Man has his biggest time to shine. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, no, I uh, I hate to say it, but I'm I'm with Kansas as well. I, and I think Oklahoma can win this game. I think just nine points is way, way too much. Um, Kansas has the upper hand. The offensive scheme is great. And keep in mind, Jason Bean burnt the hell out of OU last year. Um a, a way better OU defense, I would say. Didn't he only have like one touchdown? Oh, he still did well. He still he he's he he Bro, Kansas was in that game for like, like three quarters. Whole, that is took, burning him. It took Caleb Williams stealing the ball and running away to win that game. Uh, and, and not only that, but I, I feel what like is the your, home... What is your play, Jameson? You've just been smirking over here for the longest time. You've had this little, mm, what's the play? <laughs> what's the gimmick? What What's going on up here? Because I know, Jameson, it's always it's always a chess move. There's always another move ahead. Jameson, what is it? Jameson's got a pot of greed, Kansas, plus nine. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, Blake. I just told you I don't believe in Jason Bean. I think he sets up perfectly. For How? Him. You believed in him? <laughs> when they were like an 0-16. We, we took a 35-minute <laughs> detour to the Chicago Bean just so we could make a Bean on Bean yeah, joke. Hey, 
You were tweeting. How? You were tweeting at him, and he was reacting to the tweets. He was the most, tweet. is the most two-faced. Just that is Ooh, that is atrocious. This yes. Hey, oh my god! This is move, Jameson. This is two-faced. You, you say you support him to his face, and then you stab <laughs> the bean in the back. You you, you have refried him. You believed in Bean last year when they were losing to FCS teams, and now he shows an actual really good performance in a great scheme, and you're all like, he isn't all that. Is he too good for you, huh? Do you like the mess? Do you like the slop, huh? That's why you like Boko, the Bobcat, all the time. What's the deal? <laughs> hey, hey Boko kicked ass last week. I don't want to hear about mess. They made Yosef look like a little baby Yosef. Little baby Yosef. But no, okay, so here's my thing. I think Jason Bean is What is be... the thing? I don't even know what the thing hey, is anymore. Hey, also, Jason Let me do my pick! Also, also, Bobby didn't put long leg Kansas, and that just makes it hard for me to pick them. Well, no, I'm not going to pick long leg Kansas. Uh, gonna... uh, how convenient is that? You mentioned that now. We have enough We have enough against us. We we don't need the cute little long, long leg Kansas to bring us home. So here's my thing. The, the defense... That won't be fixed. Kansas is going to scheme and work really well against it. That's a given, I think. Uh, offensively, you know, Dylan Gabriel coming back. I could, I could, I think it's going to be better. It's going to be better than Davis Bevel's whack ass, who is uh, honestly, I think, a mannequin with a little throwing arm that does that could actually do a little bit better because at least then they'd be consistent. Um, and here's the thing. If it's Bevel, this bet is over. It's dead. It's Kansas plus nine. So I'm not taking these tricks and games uh, uh, again. Um, so I, I'm going Kansas plus nine for sure. And that's with a healthy Gabriel. That's with a healthy Oklahoma team or healthy-ish Oklahoma team. I think I think the Sooners are in for a fight. If they win this by one, I think that is a, a tremendous win for OU. And you, 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 you put it in your hat and you call it good. Um, but they, th this team, yeah, this team called like is absurd to be favored by nine. I, I'm not hedging, I'm not hedging. I'm talking this about is the a spread. textbook emotional hedge. No, textbook it's not. Emotional hedge. Because I think Kansas is a better team than Oklahoma by far. By I think Jameson might be emotional hedging. I can't tell here. He There's a the plan under the bus. There is a plan. Like, like it is not about Jameson. You drop the Jameson thing. We just stop <laughs> Why looking is he at his little corner. Over stop there. looking at his he's corner. Just, he just doesn't trust him. Just stop looking up there. No, there I don't know what he's it got is. He's rattled, Jameson. He is rattled. <laughs> I don't. What is this? You support this man through thick and thin, and then when it's like very thin, like the thinness of thin, you just abandon him. There has to be a play here. I have no idea what you're talking about, Blake. <laughs> you're so far in your head right now. I don't understand it. I, I, okay, I don't know. Ty, Ty, what's, you're just gaslighting him. Ty, Ty, what's Blake your take on right. this? He's just too rattled. Anyways, so I was doing some reading before <laughs> to, to study up on this game. And a really interesting, interesting thing jumped out to me. The University of Kansas, besides basketball and making up a bird, maybe it's not made up. Maybe it's out there. We haven't found it yet. Okay, but... For as of now, it's made up, right? Some sources say it's real. Other sources, the jury is still out. Uh, but one thing that the University of Kansas did invent that is real is the toothbrush. That's true. You can look it up. And you know how I know that the University of Kansas invented the toothbrush? Because if it were invented anywhere else, it'd be called a teeth brush. Give me OU minus nine. Dylan Gabriel's coming back. Is that going to help us? 
Probably not. What? Honestly, Without, <laughs> if we if we don't have if we don't have Dylan Gabriel and we just stick to the Wildcat, I'd take OU minus fourteen in this one because I have never supported Dabeen Man. Dabeen Man is not good. Dabeen Man is like uh, Dabeens you get at like uh, Ted's or something, right? They're not Ted's. Good. I will not take Ted slander. That's the one Dabeens. place I will not. Dabeen specifically. Anyway, I don't care. <laughs> give me, I like OU minus nine here because I believe in the Sooners. I don't hedge emotionally <laughs> with this OU team. I am committed to OU. I like OU. Dylan Gabriel in his recruiting, they said he's a dual threat quarterback, right? He might hurt you by playing. He might hurt you by not playing. So give me OU minus nine against the toothbrush. I will say this now that the picks are over. I understand there was a lot of drama with this. It is a little spooky what's going on in social media with this whole Brian Darby free BD kind of thing and Theo East being a coach's decision not to play last week. It scares me. Is there some locker room stuff going on here? Like I understand that this game could go crazy bad and Kansas could win and we fire Ted Roof right at like right after like a Sunday morning fire of Ted Roof. Um, but you know, I, I understand Blake might think there's something up. I just think Jason Bean fits really well for our defense to bounce back. Blake, I would like you to acknowledge the uh, comment that was dropped by uh, Wooji over here. That's fine. It's Jameson's trying to play mind games. That's all it is. <laughs> like, however, my reaction is, it is what it is, but I know Jameson has some sort of hedge in the back. We just don't know what it is yet. We'll find I, out, I guess. <laughs> I love how any, the slate is over for the week. I don't understand. No, what I just Jameson's gonna show out to <laughs> Saturday's game in like an AliExpress Jason Bean jersey or something. And be like, Psych boys, I am actually a Kansas fan. Like, I know there's something there. I know there is. I can see it in his grin. I've known Jameson for long enough now. He's just over here. Like sitting there, like he's holding something back. So that's fine. That's fine. Can we, that's fine. Uh, can we also talk about how Blake was compared to a cartoon character on a show where there's a man wearing a cowboy hat with a giant c- cartoon rabbit on it? Which is, I don't know. It's just kind of oh funny. Let's goodness. move on. Let's oh. move on. It's my favorite Ooh. pick of the week. Ty, you have the first pick. Who are you going with? Yeah, so with the first pick of this week's wild card, I realized that I am currently tied at the bottom. And I realized I needed to do something big. And unfortunately for you guys, I my light has gone out. Unfortunately for you guys, I looked into our well-established Schooner Pod bylaws and noticed that there's not a single clause against a filibuster. So... Oh, I will no. be continuing through the weekend. Bobby's uh, going to start to playing Ducks on Pond or whatever it yeah. is. Anyways, no, I do have one, right? And I'm taking it. No, 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 I got one. I got one. Save that for Blake uh, when he goes off on some sort of uh, conspiracy theory about Jameson plotting against him with something. We're going over to the state of I swear to God, Bobby, take the Ducks off or I'm taking you out of the. Okay, so we're going over the state of North Carolina. And we're looking at UNC versus Duke, a basketball matchup, a basketball matchup, right? But here's the thing, okay? North Carolina bringing out some alts. They're going all in. This is a big, this is a rivalry game, right? Big rivalry game. And currently, 
the line is sitting at UNC minus seven. Okay. Duke is getting a little bit of hype for being good for a Duke team, but North Carolina has really, they found their niche in, in the ACC. And I really don't see a whole lot of fluctuation. I think they're, I understand they're a little bit down from where they were, but their niche in the ACC is at least seven points better than Duke. So I really, really like the Tar Heels Ugh. with their chromed out foot helmets gotta in this game against the Blue Devils. Damn. Oh, Damn, I got to find a new pick. Oh, you can always do the same. You've no, last Blake, time I did Blake, that, we got burned. I want to pick Blake, did different. you see that? Did you see that? I took I took whatever Jameson's conspiracy was. I killed it just then. So you're welcome. There you go. All right. So time for my pick. Um, This is a little tricky. I feel like I'm going to go with the team that look, they looked a little rough last week. Uh, they were ranked, got beat. That happens, but they didn't look as bad as the team they're playing this week. I'm going to go with the BYU Cougars plus one and a half against Arkansas. Uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks ha- look awful. They're done. They're dead. Uh, the oink doink has completely, completely removed them. Uh, and you know, look, they're going to be going up into a Mormon buzzsaw up, <laughs> up there, <laughs> up there in Provo. I feel like it's going to be bumping. I feel like the altitude is going to be a factor. Um, so give me BYU at home, home dogs plus one and a half. I like it. Oh yes, Bobby. Yes. I thought whenever you mentioned that game, you're going to choose the Arkansas Razorbacks, which is what I'm going to choose. And I'm going to fight you on this because that is a bum. That is a bum take, Bobby. That's all I got to say. BYU ever. What happened to protecting the shield? Uh, not a part of the shield. The shield is <laughs> off limits for this week after y'all got blanked in a, in a game. Okay, the shield is off this week. We're in a time of mourning. Okay, but look. are we on or are we off? What's where is OU on? We're the We're in shield a time ranking? of mourning, Bobby. Respect that doesn't respect. make sense. It doesn't explain anything. Yes, if y'all wouldn't have gotten blanked, we wouldn't be in a time of mourning. We're mourning for a week. Okay, so shield is off. But look, BYU really. Oh God ducks on pond uh byu really hasn't looked that impressive ever since the baylor game the final score in that notre dame game does not give credit to how bad notre dame blew out byu byu couldn't move the ball they allowed close to 500 yards to this notre dame team on defense and if i get kj jefferson back which is probably going to be a go this week i love the razorbacks look both defenses are crap I'm going to give you that, but I just like how this Arkansas team at full strength can move the ball. We saw them move the ball against a good Texas A&M team. Not the best, but they moved the ball against competent teams. I don't like where BYU's trending. Give me the Razorbacks. Bobby, we're going to fight on this one. We're going to fight on it, I guess. Um, and Jim- if BYU's going to do a cougar, like, hand-painted helmet, at least get, uh, what is it, Zach Wilson's mom's friend? <laughs> oh, no. And paint her I on the it. side. I, yeah, I, their helmets look like the side of, like, an RV or something. I kind of love it. It's but bad. I kind of hate it. I don't know. I love it. I never know with those hand-painted helmets. I feel like the Service Academy started it and did a really good job with it, and then, like, other people have started to do it and they look like really bad. They look like a state fair t-shirt. Like, yeah, it's, it's just not very good. 
but I don't know. It's Jameson. Like the Service Academies did it right. Yeah, Jameson, you got the last wild card, and I believe you also still have a pot of greed as well. But uh, first up, your wild card pick. I am not using the pot of greed because I was all in on the UNC pick. I loved that one versus Duke. I think Duke is not a good football team. No. And I like UNC. I think they've got the firepower. So I was looking through, you know, and obviously I go straight. I type in, I go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, if you can use that in your area, use promo code TPPN. Uh, but I went to the DraftKings Sportsbook, typed in Command F, went Texas State, saw they weren't playing at home. I said, now nah, I'll wait another day. We'll see. We'll see what happens with them. And Troy is a 16 and a half point dog. That's fine. And I kept scrolling. I kept scrolling. I was like, I hate this slate this week. And I was like, you know what? I've really enjoyed this podcast. I think we've had a lot of fun. There's been a lot of a um, a lot of havoc, a lot of crazy things happening. So how about I just pick the most off the wall weird game, and I have no really good reasoning for it. But let's go New Mexico minus six and a half at New Mexico State, big time rivalry game, and the Lobos are gonna come out and beat New Mexico State by a touchdown. New Mexico State bad, like really, 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 really bad, like. Last game, they played FIU, who's, I think, the team that has struggled almost against every single team in college football this year that they played. They lost to Western Kentucky by 73, I believe, and lost to them. And so 21 to 7, FIU beats New Mexico State. I don't care how bad New Mexico is. Screw it. We're riding New Mexico, and we're just hopping on a new bandwagon, boys. Yeah. I, like I will I like say it. this. I am a Mountain West guy, so I actually have some intel on this team. You're going to be happy, Jameson, because the New Mexico off or defense, incredible. They do not allow points. The problem is they can't really move the ball that well. Like, well, they are horrendous at moving the ball, but they don't allow people to score. So it's going to be, like, somewhat close. It's going to come down to the end. But I've yummy. been a New Mexico, <laughs> I've been a New Mexico darling all year long. I love, I love betting on them just because they are gritty games. They, their defense is legit. But, like, if you look at their schedule, it's like unlv like if you just look at their total offensive yards against lsu they put up 88 but even like a boise state (laughs) even a boise state who's like a mid-pack uh mountain west foe 123 yards Uh so it is Uh gonna be gross it is gonna be gross (laughs) granted new mexico state is a very gross team and you can move the ball against them but yeah it it is an ugly it is an ugly ugly offense on new mexico let's take a ride i'm you know ready what, you know what the dirtiest game of the weekend is though i f- i feel like it's the actually nevada nevada, hawaii. nevada at hawaii oh. oh i thought about it but no freaking way i'm going to touch that <laughs> i want it dirty but i can't do that i I, I just can't back hawaii i'm actually I can't really... back nevada it's ahead, they're Tyler. both bad uh, uh, I was going to say, I'm really surprised no one took Florida minus three over LSU. I why? Think that one why? Was... Why would we? You've no. literally been t- <laughs> we, we are all kind of. No, 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 no. I, I, no. I, because we have a, a certain person on this podcast who, think that, who thinks that Anthony Richardson is uh, competent. Maybe even more than competent is what they believe, which is uh, asinine. Fair enough. I'm also surprised nobody went with uh, Boko minus 16 and a half at Troy. 
Uh, Troy, Troy's. that's that's why. Plus it's or minus? minus? Plus, plus. I'm sorry. My, my okay, plus. I was like minus. No, that, that'd be, that would be a little much for Boko. But that Troy, would be Troy an amazing beat. seesaw reaction. <laughs> <to> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're the team that beat Marshall, right? Like they they've had some pretty good wins so far. They almost beat Yosef. Or everybody's. Oh. Everybody. Well, Boko Marshall, did. Boko did. So mm. yeah, Boko did. did. Boko did. Marshall is my latest heartbreak because I bet them to win the Sun Belt this year, and after that Notre Dame win, I was ecstatic. And they have been complete cheeks since then. They do not get up for games. They cannot move the ball. I currently I bet the under on this game, but I'm monitoring the delayed Raging Cajuns game. They're only up by four against a Raging Cajuns team that is really bad. Marshall. It, it honestly shows how bad that Notre Dame team was to start the year. Like, Marshall does not get up for a game ever since. Like, they've been really bad. You know, honestly, I think we need to start, like, boosting Notre Dame now that Marcus Freeman has converted to Catholicism. 3-0? 3-0. Yeah, 3-0 since then. That was the difference uh, all along, I guess. But anyways. All right. That's all we got for our slate. All of our picks. And uh, we got our little banter afterwards. So I'm going to go ahead and shut her down. Thank you all so much for listening. It's always a good time. I'd like to thank our sponsor, DraftKings, our network, uh, TPPN. Uh, make sure you use promo code TPPN if you are in the area, as we've been mentioning, you know, the entire show. Um, but yeah. All right. That's all we got for this week. We'll see y'all uh, next week where... Um, is it a bye week for OU? Please tell me it's a bye week. Are we we are yes. we finally on bye? Yes. I think it's it a bye is. week, and then and then at Iowa State, and oh, then thank God, and then versus Baylor. If we lose to Kansas, I think we just take a day off and just go straight into the weekend spread. No, no, <laughs> we need what is there? the. Uh, I will plug it if you haven't listened to the Red River rivalry uh, episode after the game. All-timer. It is an all-timer Schoonerbot episode that is coming from me, a non-OU fan, that I selectively listen to shows, and that one was fantastic. It had some of the most clippable moments. I, if, if, we, if we lose to Kansas, that one is going to be... I don't even know. That That's like... Yeah. That's not even an appetizer. That's like... Phew. I don't I, even know what that I've is. I've already I've already come up with the with the title for if we lose to Kansas. So I've been thinking about it a lot. But yeah, no, it we'll we'll, we'll do a pod on that. So yeah, next stream Sunday, our traditional time frame for uh o- Oklahoma post games. And then we'll be right back here on Wednesday for the weekend spread. So all right. Thank you all so very much for listening. It's always a good time. Uh and uh Jameson, Blake, and Ty, thanks for coming on. So All right, we're out for real. Have a good weekend, everyone, and good luck out there.